Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Walk.se, the podcast about walking from Stockholm to Sydney while trying to become a minimalist vagabond. Today is a very special podcast. Today, the Mule and I celebrate one year on the road. On the uh, 6th of May 2013, exactly one year ago, I uh, woke up in my small apartment in Stockholm, rolled my sleeping mattress up, packed my sleeping bag, packed the little of my gear that I still uh, have, packed it into the mule, rolled outside, locked the door, and um, put the keys in the mail slot, and started off. Headed off down to Lisa's Cafe for a nice breakfast with some friends, and then uh, set off south on the start of what has uh, really become a a great journey and an adventure, and uh, although I have to say it, it hasn't sort of been exactly like I planned it. I suppose anything you do that in, with this sort of uh, big journey, it always turns out slightly different than you than you might plan. But uh, overall, it's it's ah, oh, it's great. What can I say? And I, I think if you've followed me, if you've followed the blog, and if you've followed the new podcast, uh, I think you will realise that uh, I've had a great time and uh, I am enjoying myself. And I really wouldn't wish to be doing uh, anything else at the moment. This is, it is really, really great. I'm in um, Panama City at the moment, staying with uh, Russell, a friend of, uh, of Terry and uh, Bill's from, from Tallahassee. They organized for me to, to arrive here and stay here, which was really, really great. I am spending the day trying to catch up on some emails, uh, getting this podcast done, hopefully get some bling up on last week's podcast. If you if you listen to the podcast through um, Acast, I will try to get some bling up there. Last time when I uploaded, I had some had some poor connections on the internet and um, didn't really get time to do everything. You do know that you can always check out the blog. The blog is where all the information is uh, collected and the you can always see what's happening there. I do appreciate the people that can use ACAST, that you do use it and you spread it to your friends as much as possible, but uh, hopefully we'll see if that can sort of generate uh, at least enough money to uh, to pay for uh, keeping this blog alive. I've had a four days of walking that have been very interesting. Uh, I've met some new friends. Uh, uh, taught some people to throw a boomerang, which is all, all very, very fun. It's a, uh, I don't know, you may have seen in pictures before. I don't think I've talked about it before. But I actually have a boomerang with me. It's mounted on the inside of the uh, aluminium box uh, that's on, uh, on the mule. And um, I've had it out once or possibly twice and thrown it before, but not really with anybody else. And now I met a family uh, in Bluntstown. 
And I actually had an opportunity to show them how it works and get them to throw it, which was fun, which was one of the reasons why I decided to bring it. It's, it's a conversation piece, uh, and uh, it always shows a little bit of, uh, I don't know, Australian culture, I suppose. <laughs> uh, we had fun trying to throw it anyway, which was great. Been, I had one wet day at the start uh, where I walked uh, through a, a fair bit of rain, uh, but it dried out towards the evening when I camped, so that, that was all right. Otherwise, it's been very wet. And as I walk, um, as I walk between Tallahassee and Panama City, uh, the water table has been very, very high. I can see that in a couple of places. I actually stopped and, and uh, had a look at, at a, uh, a resting area. Uh, it was beside a river and uh, the tables and um, they were uh, underwater. The, the water table, the water was uh, flooding slightly. And it sort of reminded me of um, the test walk in Sweden. I did the test walk in the summer of 2012 in Sweden, which was uh, the wettest summer in Sweden for more than a hundred years. And um, one of the uh, the photos from that walk, and the one that I actually used as a, the, the cover or the the introduction photo for uh, the exhibition that I had afterwards, showed a uh, picnic table uh, underwater at a camping ground in uh, in Sweden, and it sort of uh, reminded me a bit of that. Uh, I don't know if it's me or what it is, but um, maybe uh, if there is somewhere that it's having a drought, maybe they should invite me over for a walk and see if I can solve the problems. We'll see what happens. I'll be heading west, and I've heard that in uh, California they have uh, had some very dry weather, and it's been a drought there for a long time, so uh, maybe I'll just be able to uh, bring some water with me when I head over there. The... Um, Last day that I walked, I walked from Youngstown to Panama City. It was actually quite surprising. I, I, I was feeling uh, really well the three days up until that, but uh, that last day was a little bit hard. I've got a bit of a blister on, on one of my toes, my little toe on my right foot. I always had problems with my right foot. It's a bit deformed, I could say, uh, and uh, it actually gets quite squashed in toes, so I, I, I tend to get a few blisters, uh, in shoes, sorry, so I t tend to get a few blisters on my toes, but, and when you have one, you don't walk properly, you walk, you sort of take that into consideration, and you don't have a proper stride, and it, it sort of, ah, well, it beats you up a little bit extra, and it was also quite warm, it had been warm for two or three days, and it was warm again, and I think I'd sort of neglected to drink enough. I, I'm a bit poor at drinking enough water. I uh, usually drink a lot of coffee, and when I don't drink the coffee, I yeah, sort of miss out on drinking enough, I think. So it's something that I'm going to have to concentrate a lot more going forward because um, I am going to be heading into some very, very warm weather, and when I, by the time I get to Texas and then head across there, it's going to be... Well, it's going to be in the middle of summer and I'm going to be walking through some very dry areas with some long, long stretches of road that, where there aren't any sort of... Um, there's no shade and there's no place to stop and rest, so I'm going to have to make sure that I carry enough water and that not only carry it, but I consume enough water uh, to, to carry me through. It's been an epic year, and I, I, I use that word uh, because uh, when I started working on this project. I had a bit of a reference group that I, I asked about uh, what they thought about the project and what they thought the, the name might be and how I might go about doing it. And um, 
the working name for the project was actually Walkabout, which is reasonable. I mean, a lot of people realize that this is a, this is a sort of walkabout for me. And um, that was a working project, but when it, working name for the project. But when I decided to register a domain and start the blog for, for the walk, well, naturally, Walkabout was taken. It's uh, one of those names that uh, yeah, a lot of people use for different things. And... Um, I had to scout around and try to find a name that I could register a domain for that sort of was nice, simple, and explained uh, what it was all about. And <clears throat> I, I actually emailed a, a range of suggestions uh, to to my reference group, and uh, the walk uh, was the one that I think most people. Uh, reacted to as being uh, nice, concise, explanatory, uh, easy to remember and and, uh, and actually one of the um, the answers uh, was very clear. He said, use the walk. It's an epic name. It's something that'll, that, that people will remember. And uh, not only is it an epic name, it's been an epic journey so far. I, uh, I mean, I'm sitting here at my computer and I'm sort of just sort of scrolling through some of the things that have happened during the last year and looking at some of the uh, the blog posts that I've posted and I, I I mean it's been a year it's been an intense year I've done a lot of uh, well I've done a lot of kilometers if nothing else uh, and uh, I've met a lot of people and uh, I've been to a lot of places and I in many ways, I feel that the year has gone very, very quickly. Uh, I think that's sort of the reaction. I spoke to a few people um, just the other day, that, and they said, oh, wow, what a year already, that's quick. And, uh, yeah, that's the sort of feeling I have myself. It's gone, it's gone very, very quickly. It's been an intense year. But at the same time, as I sit down and I, um, I look at all the posts and where I've been and all the people that I've met, I sort of realize how much I've managed to fit into this year. There are memories for many lives just during this year. I've got a lot, a lot of stuff there and, and uh, well, I just can't, just can't really express uh, ha how much of a great year it's been so far. One thing I would really like to take the opportunity to do is thank everybody that's been in contact with me or the walk in any any way during and even before the year. I mean, there have been so many people that have helped me in various ways. I've been friends and colleagues and family and that have supported me and helped me with organizing it and getting the ideas sorted out before the actual project. And then the, oh, the... <laughs> yeah, this huge number of people that have helped me along the way, and and it's so great. I mean, it's everything from from uh, my 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 best personal friends to my family to colleagues and friends that have supported me, and the people I've met along the road, old friends and new friends that I've met along the road, and the friends of friends, and uh, well, I mean, it's it's been so great. I mean, I've actually people have helped me that have been the cousins of or the friends of cousins of my friends and they've all sort of rallied together and they've helped me in different situations and <coughs> one of the great things about the walk is is it has although I've had a I've got a reasonably positive frame of mind and I uh, 
and I, I, I love to travel, and I know that I, I meet great people when I travel. It's uh, e even so, after a year on the road, I have to say that my um, my take on humanity and my uh, my feeling towards uh, everybody has 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 got it even better. It's been I've met so many fabulous people. A lot of people have asked me if I've ever felt threatened or if I've ever been in any bad situations, and well, touch wood, one year down, um, no, never. I've only had positive experiences, and it's it's really incredible. The walk itself, uh, what shall I say about the walk? I mean, uh, it started out very much as a as a project uh, where I, I thought it was going to be one thing, and um, as with all projects like this, it turns out to be slightly different. There are a few things that uh, I'm that have made me sort of reconsider a little bit what the walk is about and how I go go about it. The basic premise has always been that it's a, a lifestyle change and I am experimenting with becoming a minimalist and a vagabond. Now minimalist, uh, not having too much stuff, uh, I, I mean I, this is a continuation of my downsizing, I've been downsizing since uh, in 2009, I think I, I would be the time I could say that I started downsizing properly. Uh, that was before the walk uh, as an idea itself was born, but I mean, uh, the, the downsizing, the minimalism has sort of fed into the walk. I'm now at the stage where I basically only own the stuff that I can fit on the mule. Uh, I do have one or two other things. I've got my, uh, my, my uh, one suit and I've got uh, maybe two boxes of, of uh, personal memorabilia that is stored with some friends, my sister and uh, in Sweden. And um, But that's it. Apart from that, I have to say that I really have become a minimalist. I don't have a lot of stuff. Uh, in fact, I have <laughs> nearly no stuff, which is, which is the point. And as to becoming a vagabond, well, I've basically lived... Uh, I haven't had my own place to live for the whole year. Um, I did spend some time at my sister's place, thank you, and uh, when I was working in Stockholm. But apart from that, I, I've sort of been more or less on the road and uh, uh, living either in the tent or as a couch surf surfer or uh, at hotels or, or uh, hostels and um, just trying to get by and staying on the road. And uh, hey, it's working. I'm quite happy. I'm happy with the the minimalist aspect and I'm happy with the vagabond aspect. One thing that has become different from the way I envisioned the uh, uh, the walk from the beginning, I was very much uh, looking to the walk to be a photographic project. Uh, I was, I thought I would take a lot of pictures, I thought I would stop and document things, uh, I thought I might even stop and, and produce some some stories along the way and that hasn't really happened um, a number of reasons why and I'm not really sure if uh, the reasons are, make sense or not but I, I've actually found that uh, my the creative process I mean I get a lot of time to walk and I get a lot of time to think and I get a lot, a lot of time to reflect and consider things but actually being creatively productive and producing stuff uh, is harder than I thought it would be. It takes a lot more time. Um, I've found that even though I've had a lot of ideas, I spend a lot of time walking and it takes a lot of my energy 
uh, and I don't really feel like doing too much outside of that. One of the problems, I think, I would, oh, well, one of the, the walk was always envisioned to take a long time, uh, which is why I chose to walk originally. I, I mean, I could have gone by bicycle or I could have uh, hitchhiked or, or taken buses or something to do the same trip. One of the reasons I chose to walk was I wanted it to take a, a long time. And, and it does. I mean, to actually get somewhere while walking, it takes, yeah, I, I walk on, on average probably 10, between 8 and 12 hours a day that I actually engage in walking, apart from rest days. And that's a long time. And it doesn't leave a lot of energy for other stuff, uh, and it actually takes more energy than I than I thought it would, which has, has sort of been a bit of a disappointment. Uh, but at the same time, it is what it is. The walk is uh, about learning how to live and produce in this sort of um, environment and lifestyle. And I've, uh, although the whole the concept of the walk itself is, is uh, really great, and I love it. Uh, one of the things that sort of um, stops me from slowing down and maybe doing stories of where, where I am and maybe even enjoying it as much as I could is the fact that I have a destination. Uh, I, I think that is something that I, I actually, when I did the test walk, considered one of the, uh, one of the things that I should have learned from that is that I don't, that I should not have a destination. I should just sort of be, a vagabond on the move, moving where my interests take me. At the same time, um, the fact that I have a destination and it is such a long way away and that I have to walk there uh, is, is a good thing because it's actually forcing me to adopt the lifestyle properly. I can't sort of opt out of it and I can't take the easy way out. I've come to see the walk more as a... Uh, as a more of a, a reset, you know, if you've got your old uh, computer and um, it's starting to slow down and uh, things are happening and there's a lot of stuff in the, in the memory and you need to really clear it and you do a, a force reset, you know, where you hold the power button down for a long time and it restarts. Uh, I've almost sort of come to see the, the walk as as that for me. It's a, it's a restart. Uh, I'm actually forcing myself to... Uh, maybe not do as much as I had planned originally uh, and uh, take the walking and the time for reflection and the uh, or everything I see along the way uh, with me into my new life as a minimalist vagabond which will probably start the more productive stage of it will start uh, as I see now when I reach Sydney when I will no longer have uh, when I've completed the walk itself and start living the walk as a lifestyle, as a minimalist vagabond. I don't know how that, if that will remain true. I mean, we've only been on the road for a year, <laughs> a long time, a year, but I have somewhere between one and a half and two years to go before I, I reach Sydney, the way it's looking at the moment. And, uh, well, a lot can change. I mean, uh, what happens and what I experience along the way can change a lot, and the, uh, and the time I feel that I can... Um, put towards being productive and producing uh, creative content can change quite a fair bit. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. I'm not sure where I'm going to end up. 
um, it'll be very interesting. The fact that I am not feeling as productive and that I'm not, and I actually feel in some ways that um, I have a destination I'm heading to has led me to maybe reconsider some of the, 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 the route I will take through America. At, up until now, I've always said that I will be heading up towards Colorado to Boulder, which is a city that has uh, an intense amount of uh, adventure racing, uh, triathlon, ultra running, uh, mountain bike sports and all that sort of stuff um, that I'm very interested in. But I feel that if I head up there, I will not have a uh, be able to stay there for a long time because the season will be uh, it'll start getting cold enough to head over the Rocky Mountains uh, uh, before it gets too cold. So I've actually started to consider the the possibility of uh, just heading straight across the the, the southern part of uh, the United States, uh, straight across to San Diego, and not worrying about going up to to Boulder. And not because I don't want to go to Boulder. But because I I realised that it might be a much smarter option to uh, return to Boulder at a later date. I mean, I have to make my, or not 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 my. I have to continue living after I've made my way to Sydney, and I my ambition and my hope is that I will be able to continue living as a vagabond, which will see me moving to uh, a few different cities around the world. And one of those would definitely be Boulder. And I think at the moment, I think my idea is that if, if I let that go for now and leave that as a future option, I can return to, uh, to Boulder and spend a month or two there instead and get a lot more out of it. I won't decide yet. I'll, I've said that I'll decide the route when I get to Austin. In Austin, Texas, I'll decide which way to to head if I head up towards Colorado or if I head across uh, Texas. Uh, it'll be a very nice hot walk there. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, acclimatize to the heat quite a lot, uh, carry a lot of water, drink a lot, and it's going to be a very hot walk uh, across the, the, the southern part of the USA. So I'll be doing it basically during the during summer, so it'll be an interesting experiment. It'll definitely prepare me for my uh, for the section across Australia when I'll be heading from the freeways across towards Rockhampton, and which will also be a, a long, desolate, uh, hot walk. A little bit depending on what time I, I do it, but that will certainly um, prepare me a little bit for, for for that section when I get to it. I have now walked more than a thousand kilometers here in the USA from Miami up to Panama City. In total, I, I've walked more than 7,000 kilometers at this stage. Uh, it's a long way. So um, if you ever get the question, how far can you walk in one day? Well, the answer is you can walk from uh, Stockholm in Sweden to uh, Panama City in Florida, the USA. That's a one year's walking. The walking itself is going quite well. I, I have some problems with shoes. Um, it's not really the shoes' fault as such. It's my my feet, my right foot, as I've said before, uh, is very broad, and it squat. Most shoes tend to squash uh, my feet together a fair bit. Uh, sandals, 
Flip-flops, simple shoes work the best for me because they allow my toes to spread out the way they should and they, I don't get blisters in between them. Uh, the problem is finding good ones. Uh, I'm working, that's a constant thing I'm working on. Uh, I, I'm sort of average, I wear out maybe one pair of shoes a month on average. Um, so I'll go through a fair few shoes. Apart from that, uh, my health is really really great i i feel really well and uh i'm really enjoying uh everything actually the walking it, that's not to say that it isn't difficult at times um, you walk between uh, 8 to 12 hours a day and i think you'll find that no, you will get tired in certain stages but that's fine that's a part of it still haven't reached that stage at any time where i've sort of considered what the hell am i doing uh, why am I doing it? So it's still always, even though that some stages I have been tired and I have been sort of uh, very tired at some stages, I've never really reached a stage where I regret what I'm doing and I still wake up uh, every morning more or less wanting to uh, get on the road and continue onwards. Uh, I did make a small uh, YouTube clip uh, talking about walking. I'll link to that here. Um, if you're not listening through Acast, you can find the link uh, to the to the uh, the little video on on the blog. And uh, uh, it's a little oh, it's a little video I cut together from some material that I filmed in Europe when I was walking there. I've uh, lost some weight, which is great. At this stage, uh, I, it's difficult to to weigh oneself. Uh, uh, perfectly here, but I, I would say that I have probably lost somewhere between 15 and 18 kilograms since I started. Uh, it's a lot of weight, uh, but it sounds probably a bit more than you would expect, mainly because the last six months that I, w I, I was staying in Sweden, I just decided that I could eat whatever I want because I'm going to lose weight anyway when I start walking, which was true and which was happened, but it's still a decision that I kind of regret. Uh, it's not a healthy way to treat your body. Uh, it would have been much better to remain at a healthy weight and then just make sure I get the, the amount of calories I need when I walk in LA rather than stock up beforehand. I mean it's not as if I'm on a an Everest expedition or a polar expedition where it might be difficult to to get enough calories to, to sustain me through the day. So I, I kind of regret that I did that. I'm now getting down to what I consider a healthy weight. I've still got, uh, I'd like to probably lose another eight kilos or something to, to, to feel really, really well and be become a, a lean, mean walking machine. Uh, but that is something that I'm going to uh, start working on from today, actually, or from tomorrow. Today I'm going to celebrate a little bit. I'm going to have a beer or two, uh, maybe even a pizza or something, something slightly unhealthy, but to celebrate the day Starting tomorrow, I'm going to concentrate a little bit more on my diet, which might prove a little bit difficult here in America. Um, it is incredible how difficult it is to find produce that has, doesn't have added sugar here. I sort of tend to be pretty... Um, have a, uh, I, I subscribe to the school that you should eat... Uh, wholesome food, whole natural food that is as unprocessed as possible. Uh, that again can be difficult here. I mean, uh, there are a lot of fast food places and they, they produce a lot of stuff, but it's actually quite difficult to get a good salad. 
Um, you can get hamburger and fries everywhere, but a good salad is something that can be difficult to find, strangely enough. So I'll have to probably, even more than before, um, buy my own vegetables and stuff in a supermarket and sort of uh, make my own salads. Uh, that is something I did last summer walking through, uh, especially through France. Uh, I uh, concentrated on making what I call healthy sandwiches, a minimum of bread, but a, a maximum of uh, salads and meats and, and, uh, and content. And uh, I quite enjoyed that. It's something I'm trying to try to get back to. As a matter of fact, uh, I hope to uh, possibly uh, be on another podcast. There is a, um, a podcast called The Angriest Trainer that Vinny Totoric uh, does and he ha he's a, a proponent of, of the uh, no sugar, no grain, NSNG um, style of eating. And I might, we'll see what happens, we've been in a little bit of contact, I might be doing a little guest appearance uh, on his podcast and uh, telling people how it works to try to have a NSNG diet while walking across America. Now, a lot of these, when you when you try to eat in a special way, and I don't really like to call it a diet because it's more of a, a style of eating, uh, and when you do try to adopt a certain style, uh, be it being a, a vegan or a vegetarian or a NSNG or, or a... a uh, high fat, low carbohydrate diet or, or really anything, it is difficult when you are, when you have to source your food as you go and it would be a lot easier if I was living in a, in a mobile home or I had my car and I could sort of carry a lot of food but I tend to source my food almost daily uh, as I don't want to carry too much and also because uh, I, want, I want to eat fresh food. I do eat a lot of uh, nuts. That works great, sustains me, and I like it too, so that, that's great. And I always have my emergency food, which is peanut butter, which I can always uh, uh, eat. I can eat peanut butter straight from the jar if I have, and a jar of peanut butter contains a lot of energy, so it's a really, really good emergency food, easy to carry, and it will last a long time. Uh, I've started using chia seeds. I haven't really I had much uh, of a chance to, to evaluate how they work yet, but I'm, go I'm going to do that. So essentially, from tomorrow, I am going uh, no sugar, no grains, as far as I can, and I'm going to lose those last eight kilos I want to lose before I reach San Diego. So when I'm in San Diego, in the way it looks at the moment, if I head straight across toward, towards the end of September, then... Uh, I will definitely be a lean, mean walking machine. I have, I talked uh, the last, maybe not the last podcast, but the podcast before about uh, starting to run. That hasn't really worked all that well. Uh, I have put a bit of running in, but not every day the way I would have liked. Uh, I just haven't felt like it. And I've decided that the running will have to just come as I feel like it. It might lose a little bit more weight and uh, get into the walking a little bit more. It might naturally just just sort of uh, evolve from there because I want the running to be a, a fun part of my day. I don't want it to be forced. I want it to, to enjoy it. I actually want to, to want to run, basically. So I'm not going to force myself into that. I am trying to run a little bit once a day, but I'm not uh, forcing it. I am adding a little bit in. I think one of the problems 
has been the heat. Uh, it's always easier to run when it's a little bit cooler. Uh, it's been a, quite warm the last few days, and it's not as easy to start running that mainly because I, yeah, because of the sweating. Basically, it's uncomfortable, but um, we'll see how that evolves. I hope definitely to uh, to run a little bit more as I progress through the through America. Yeah. I think that's about it. I don't really know what to add. There's, I mean, a lot of things have happened. Uh, I've had a brilliant year. I'm looking forward to another brilliant year as I progress. I just hope you all continue following me, follow my adventures as I head across America and then eventually down to, uh, to Asia. And then finally, if I get that far, to Australia. It's been a really, really awesome year. Thank you, everybody that's been involved in any way. Now, I wish I could just name you all, but there are so many people that have been involved and have helped me along the way here that there's absolutely no way I could, could, could name you all, and I would be so afraid of missing somebody's name, which would, which would be terrible. I think you all know who you are, uh, and thanks heaps. I just don't know how, how I can express my gratitude enough. Uh, so um, spread the podcast, spread the Facebook page, spread the link to uh, the blog and uh, keep listening and whatever you do, keep walking. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.